Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and you're listening to the Bible in a Year podcast, where we encounter God's voice and live life through the lens of Scripture. The Bible in a Year podcast is brought to you by Ascension. Using the Great Adventure Bible timeline, we'll read all the way from Genesis to Revelation, discovering how the story of salvation unfolds and how we fit into that story today. It is day 140. My gosh, awesome, so good. Uh, we're reading from 2 Samuel chapter 22, that's 2 Sam 22, and 1 Chronicles chapter 27. We're also praying today, Psalm 41. As always, the Bible translation that I am reading from is the Revised Standard Version, 2nd Catholic Edition, and I'm using the Great Adventure Bible from Ascension. If you want to download your own Bible in a Year reading plan, you can visit ascensionpress.com slash Bible in a Year. You can also subscribe to this podcast by clicking on subscribe, and then all the things will be done, and you'll be ready to just... Keep on moving forward, living life on day 140 with 2 Samuel 22, 1 Chronicles 27, and Psalm 41. We're getting to the end of these books. Um, in fact, we only have, I think, two days left three, after this uh, with 1 Chronicles and 2 Samuel before we go into 1 Kings and 2 Chronicles. So that's pretty fun. So here we are at the end of Samuel and at the end of 1 Chronicles, 2 Samuel, 1 Chronicles. Golly, here we go. The second book of Samuel, chapter 22. David's Song of Thanksgiving And David spoke to the Lord the words of this song on the day when the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. He said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my Savior. You save me from violence. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I am saved from my enemies. For the waves of death encompassed me, the torrents of perdition assailed me, the cords of Sheol entangled me, the snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord, to my God I called. From his temple he heard my voice and my cry came to his ears. Then the earth reeled and rocked, the foundations of the heavens trembled and quaked because he was angry. Smoke went up from his nostrils and devouring fire from his mouth. Glowing coals flamed forth from him. He bowed the heavens and came down. Thick darkness was under his feet. He rode on a cherub and flew. He was seen upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness around him his canopy, thick clouds, a gathering of water. Out of the brightness before him, coals of fire flamed forth. The Lord thundered from heaven, and the Most High uttered his voice. And he sent out arrows and scattered them, lightning and routed them. Then the channels of the sea were seen, the foundations of the world were laid bare at the rebuke of the Lord, at the blast of the breath of his nostrils. He reached from on high, he took me, he drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me, for they were too mighty for me. They came upon me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. He brought me forth into a broad place, he delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands he recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord, and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his ordinances were before me, and from his statutes I did not turn aside. I was blameless before him, and I kept myself from guilt. Therefore the Lord has recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanness in his sight. With the loyal you show yourself loyal. With the blameless man, you show yourself blameless. With the pure, you show yourself pure. And with the wicked, you show yourself perverse. You deliver a humble people, but your eyes are upon the haughty to bring them down. Yes, you are my lamp, O Lord, and my God lightens my darkness. 
Yes, by you I can crush a troop, and by my God I can leap over a wall. This God, his way is perfect. The promise of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all who take refuge in him. For who is God but the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? This God is my strong refuge and has made my way safe. He made my feet like deer's feet and set me secure on the heights. He trains my hands for war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have given me the shield of your salvation and your help made me great. You gave a wide place for my steps under me and my feet did not slip. I pursued my enemies and destroyed them and did not turn back though they were consumed. I consumed them. I thrust them through so that they did not rise. They fell under my feet. For you girded me with strength for the battle. You made my assailants sink under me. You made my enemies turn their backs to me, those who hated me, and I destroyed them. They looked and there was none to save. They cried to the Lord, but he did not answer them. I beat them fine as the dust of the earth. I crushed them and stamped them down like the mire of the streets. You delivered me from the strife of the peoples. You kept me as the head of the nations. People whom I had not known served me. Foreigners came cringing to me. As soon as they heard of me, they obeyed me. Foreigners lost heart and came trembling out of their fastnesses. The Lord lives. And blessed be my rock and exalted be my God, the rock of my salvation, the God who gave me vengeance and brought down peoples under me, who brought me out from my enemies. You exalted me above my adversaries. You delivered me from men of violence. For this, I will extol you, O Lord, among the nations and sing praises to your name. Great triumphs he gives to his king and shows mercy to his anointed, to David and his descendants forever. The First Book of Chronicles, Chapter 27 The Military Divisions This is the list of the people of Israel, the heads of fathers' houses, the commanders of thousands and hundreds, and their officers who served the king in all matters concerning the divisions that came and went month after month throughout the year, each division numbering 24,000. Jashabiam, the son of Zabdiel, was in charge of the first division in the first month. In his division were 24,000. He was a descendant of Perez and was chief of all the commanders of the army of the first month. Dodai, the Ahohite, was in charge of the division of the second month. In his division were 24,000. The third commander for the third month was Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada the priest, as chief. In his division were 24,000. This is the Benaiah, who was a mighty man of the thirty and in command of the thirty. Amizabad, his son, was in charge of his division. Asahel, the brother of Joab, was fourth for the fourth month, and his son Zebediah after him in his division were 24,000. The fifth commander for the fifth month was Shamhuth, the Israelite. In his division were 24,000. Sixth for the sixth month was Ira, son of Ikesh, the Tekoite. In his division were 24,000. Seventh for the seventh month was Helez, the Pelonite, of the sons of Ephraim. In his division were 24,000. Eighth for the eighth month was Sibekai, the Hushathite, of the Zerahites. In his division were 24,000. Ninth for the ninth month was Abiezar of Anathoth, a Benjaminite. In his division were 24,000. Tenth for the tenth month was Mahari of Notaphah, of the Zerahites. In his division were 24,000. Eleventh for the eleventh month was Benaiah of Pirathon, of the sons of Ephraim. In his division were 24,000. Twelfth for the twelfth month was Heldai, the Netothophite, of Othniel, in his division were 24,000. 
leaders of the tribes. Over the tribes of Israel, for the Reubenites, Eleazar, the son of Zikri, was chief officer. For the Simeonites, Shephatiah, the son of Maacah. For Levi, Hashabiah, the son of Kemuel. For Aaron, Zadok. For Judah, Elihu, one of David's brothers. For Issachar, Omri, the son of Michael. For Zebulun, Ishmaiah, the son of Obadiah. For Naphtali, Jeremoth, the son of Azriel. For the Ephraimites, Hoshea, the son of Azaziah. For the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joel, the son of Padiah. For the half-tribe of Manasseh in Gilead, Ido, the son of Zechariah. For Benjamin, Jaasiel, the son of Abner. For Dan, Azarel, the son of Jeroham. These were the leaders of the tribes of Israel. David did not number those below twenty years of age, for the Lord had promised to make Israel as many as the stars of heaven. Joab, the son of Zeruiah, began to number, but did not finish. Yet wrath came upon Israel for this, and the number was not entered in the chronicles of King David. Stewards and Counselors Over the king's treasuries was Asmaveth, the son of Adiel, and over the treasuries in the country, in the cities, in the villages, and in the towers, was Jonathan, the son of Uzziah. And over those who did the work in the field for tilling the soil was Ezri, the son of Chelub. And over the vineyards was Shimei, the Ramathite. And over the produce of the vineyards for the wine cellars was Zabdi, the Shiftmite. Over the olive and sycamore trees in the Shephelah was Baal Hanan, the Gedarite. And over the stores of oil was Joash. Over the herds that pastured in Sharon was Shitrai, the Sharonite. Over the herds in the valleys was Shaphat, the son of Adlai. Over the camels was Obiel, the Ishmaelite. And over the she-donkeys was Jediah, the Moronathite. Over the flocks was Jaziz, the Hagrite. All these were stewards of King David's property. Jonathan, David's uncle, was a counselor. Being a man of understanding and a scribe, he and Jehiel, the son of Hakmonai, attended the king's sons. Ahitophel was the king's counselor, and Hushai the archite was the king's friend. Ahitophel was succeeded by Jehoiada, the son of Benaiah, and Abiathar. Joab was commander of the king's army. Psalm 41, Assurance of God's Help and a Plea for Healing, to the choir master, a Psalm of David. Blessed is he who considers the poor. The Lord delivers him in the day of trouble. The Lord protects him and keeps him alive. He is called blessed in the land. You do not give him up to the will of his enemies. The Lord sustains him on his sickbed. In his illness, you heal all his infirmities. As for me, I said, O Lord, be gracious to me. Heal me, for I have sinned against you. My enemies say of me in malice, When will he die and his name perish? And when one comes to see me, he utters empty words while his heart gathers mischief. When he goes out, he tells it abroad. All who hate me whisper together about me. They imagine the worst for me. They say, A deadly thing has fastened upon him. He will not rise again from where he lies. Even my bosom friend, in whom I trusted, who ate of my bread, has lifted his heel against me. But you, O Lord, be gracious to me, and raise me up, that I may repay them. By this I know that you are pleased with me, and that my enemy has not triumphed over me. But you have upheld me because of my integrity, and set me in your presence forever. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and Amen. Father in heaven, we do give you praise and we, we do give you glory and we, we bless your name. We praise your name and uh, holiness and all glory is yours. All praise and thanksgiving belongs to you for who you are and for what you've done in our lives. And so 
Lord, preserve us from resentment, preserve us from corruption, and preserve us from despair and discouragement. Help us to be filled with your courage, to be filled with your grace, and therefore to be able to let our lives be signs of praise and signs of thanksgiving. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. So there's a couple of things. We're getting to the end of the story of David, right? So not only in 2 Samuel, but also in 1 Chronicles, because we will soon be transitioning from David to Solomon, both in both books. And so what we're getting is we're getting kind of these wrap-ups. And so you might've noticed that in 2 Samuel chapter 22, it is very familiar, very similar to Psalm 18. In fact, it's, it's all, I don't wanna say word for word, but it's kind of like a, he's, Psalm 18, part two, or Psalm 18, redo, redone. Um, and it is really remarkable for a couple of reasons. Well, for many reasons. It's the word of God. <laughs> That's the main reason. But also because of this, because Psalm 18 is a Psalm of David after he's delivered from his enemies and from Saul. And so this is kind of like early on in David's, in David's career. This is early on in David's kingship, essentially, where he gives God praise for how God has delivered him from his enemies. But here in 2 Samuel chapter 22, this is a very, again, a very similar psalm to Psalm 18. It's, I mean, it's so similar. It's, it's, uh, that's not a bad thing. That's, in fact, it's such a good thing because what it reveals is, it reveals here's David at the end of his life. And what is he doing at the end of his life? He's giving God praise again. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's such a temptation for a lot of us, I think, to recognize that, okay, here's, here's the defeat, defeat of the obstacle in front of us. Here is the achievement. Here's the, the victory. And here's the beginning of a new page. Here's the beginning of a new story. Here's the beginning of a new chapter. That's what David had when he wrote Psalm 18 is, uh, yeah, all the people who oppose me, including King Saul, they have now been defeated. And now I'm beginning this new life, the reign of King David. And it's one thing to give out praise, defeat of his enemies, beginning of a new chapter. It is an entirely different thing to give God praise at the end of one's life. Because there is no chapter, there's no next chapter for David. This is the last chapter in David's life on earth. In Second Samuel, we have two more chapters, but this is the last chapter in David's life on earth. And he could look back on his life and say, it's done and now I'm sick and I'm getting old and the Lord's abandoned me because I'm dying and all these kind of things. But what does he say? He says, no, the Lord, he lifted me up. He saved me because he loves me. He delights in me. And he, he makes me holy. I mean, in fact, this, here's David at the end of his life where all of, not only all of his history is laid out, like all of his victories, all of his accomplishments as the king, uniting the kingdom of Israel, but also all of David's failures are behind him, except we're going to hear in two days from now, we're going to hear a couple of David's last failure at the end of his life. But all these other failures are behind him and he looks back over his life and he can still rejoice. See, this is remarkable. Not only this is, this is so big, it's so important for us, right? Because many times we can look back and see the victory. We can look, uh, here's the next page into the next chapter, the next part of my life. But at a certain point in our lives, we have to look back and say, um, not only the victories, I don't, I don't just see the victories. I also see here is where I've massively failed. Here is where I have screwed up my life. Here's where I said no to the Lord. Here is where um, he had to redeem me once again because of my the evilness in my heart, because of the, the wickedness in my choices. And David knows, he knows absolutely so clearly of the wickedness that has been in his life. And that's why it's one of the one of the lines in 2 Samuel 22. It utters these words and it says, Your <laughs> this is so good. Your help made me great. Your help made me great is the revised standard version. Translation, your help made me great. But if you, I have the Great Adventure Bible, you can see that there's a little T next to the word help. And that references, there's another translation of the, of the Hebrew word there. 
And the other translation is the word gentleness. Your gentleness made me great. Here's God, here's David talking to God. Again, knowing, knowing his brokenness, knowing his past, knowing his 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 wickedness, his own personal wickedness. But God, what did you, your, your gentleness made me great. Your goodness made me great. Your help made me great. And part of that is, okay, your grace. Because again, once again, let's do this. David knows his brokenness. David knows, and it's been on full display the way in which his sin, I mean, think about this. We could we could be very much unaware of David's sins because they didn't have to record them all in 2 Samuel here, but they were recorded. They were transcribed. They were passed down. They were known. They were known by the people in the kingdom. And imagine this. Here is David who not only does he know his sins, but he knows that everyone else knows his sins. And yet he says, but God's grace came to help me. Your help made me great. Your gentleness made me great. So he looks back over his life and he can acknowledge the brokenness as well as the victory, but then also realizing this is the last chapter of my life. And he is not bitter by that. And he's not corrupted by that. He's not resentful of that because this is the big challenge for so many of us in our lives to be able to look back and to tell the truth, the good and the bad, to acknowledge it, the good and the bad, to recognize here's the evil that I have done. Here's the way I needed God, needed God's grace. Here's the victories that he's won for me. And now also to get through all of that, to live through an entire life and not become resentful, that is that is an accomplishment. To live through an entire life and to not have become bitter is an accomplishment. To get to the end of one's life knowing this is the last chapter of my life and to be able to look back and give God praise, this is what he's doing. Tomorrow we're gonna get even, not, I don't wanna say even better, but tomorrow we're gonna see how David not just praises God for what he's done, he also praises the people around him for what they've done for him and, and what they've done for Israel. Again, to get to the end of one's life or even to get, get to the end of a person's day or week or a chapter in, in one's life and to choose gratitude, to choose praise there when so many of us after battles could choose resentment. So many of us after battles, after struggles could choose corruption to live through life and not be corrupted by it. That's, that's a miracle to get through this world and not be corrupted by it. That's a miracle. And here's David at the end of his life, after all the battles, all the struggles, all the heartache, all the failure, the people around him and his personal failure, and to not be corrupted by that, it, that's, it's, it's a miracle. It's incredible. And so that's what we pray for as well, that we can acknowledge the good and the bad of our past, and that we can acknowledge the good and the bad in our hearts right now, that we can get to the end of this day or the end of this week or the end of this season and tell the truth and not be corrupted by that. That's, that's a gift of God. That's a grace to be given. And so we can't do it on our own. We, as you know, you know, I'm going to say this, you know, that because we can't do it on our own, we need prayer. We need grace. And so we need to pray for each other. And that's what we do every single day. You are not alone in this. Uh, this is, this is not your solo journey through the Bible in 365 days. This is our journey through the Bible in 365 days because it is day 140 and you have a community of people around you right now. Please know this. You have a community of people who you might not even know. You might know some of them, but they are praying for you. And so they're praying that you are able to look back on your past and acknowledge the good and bad and give God praise, to give God thanks, to be able to live through storms and not be corrupted by them, to know of the brokenness in your own heart and even in the hearts of the people around you and not be resentful of that. That is a miracle. So we're praying. We are praying for a miracle to be alive in every one of our, our hearts, every one of our lives right now.
I'm praying for you. Please pray for me and pray for each other as well. My name is Father Mike. I cannot wait to see you tomorrow. God bless. Thank you.